Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. Listen to hour number three of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got Joe Galini, you got George Kurtz, Rambo producing our show, keeping us flying straight. And uh, George, uh, we did an hour of football, and uh, pretty soon we're going to be uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing some uh, uh, fantasy football drafts. But hey, look, you know you, you can't forget about your your uh, fantasy baseball team. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, I saw somebody tweet out, hey, you know, if if you've given up on your fantasy football, uh, fantasy baseball team this early in the season, I mean, you're a jerk. And, and they used other language, but uh, very easy for fantasy players to start, you know, losing interest at this time of year in their fantasy baseball team, especially if they're not doing too well. It is. Listen, I know guys uh, give up in April. You get up to a slow start. And you just give it. It's baseball, man. You you can't do that. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. not saying all oh, my teams are great. They're not. Some teams are actually very mm-hmm. bad. You know, but I yeah. still put in my lineups each week. I still make my moves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. It's a weekly league. I can still uh, you know put my fab in, uh, even though I know odds are I'm not going to rebuild from this team. For whatever it is, I have eight thousand guys on the DL. Uh, it's it happens, but I never just you know I never offer a team. Just leave it. I never mm-hmm. do that. That's, I, no one wants that. I at least try. You know, to move mm-hmm. stand, or if it's a head to try to win that week. You know, I want to feel mm-hmm. good about myself. But, uh, yeah, so I, I would agree. Uh, you know, I understand you may not pay as much attention, which is fine. You can head over to your mm-hmm. football uh, leagues. I, I've, I've looked at some of uh, my football leagues as far as keeper leagues and wrote down, okay, I can keep this going, keep this going. You know, I, I do that as well. Hell, I've already done mm-hmm. that with my hockey league, too, and hockey just ended the other day. Uh, that's just the way it is. But uh, I... Seeing people leave their team, like I said, orphan them and just never make a movie. They have deal guys in the starting lineup. That's frustrating. It's why in my home league, Joe, Joe what we do in the home league, it's a keeper league. So uh, it's a three-man keeper, not a big deal. 12-team league. But uh, next year's draft is set up on how this uh, year finishes and not the way you think. You know, uh, just a 12-team league, top three for finishing the money. So if you finish first, you automatically have the 12th pick. You know, second, mm-hmm. 11th pick, th- uh, third. The, t- the money people fin- are going to pick uh, the last three picks. Uh, now, right. every transaction you make in this league is, is money. You make a roster move, it's generally a dollar. It goes up to $5 after a certain amount you've made. DL moves are a dollar. So everything's money. But if you finish fourth, you get the first pick next year. Because odds are, you finish fourth, you probably spent a lot of money, and you got screwed. You know, whatever it is, you, you, right. you didn't finish in the top three. So you get the first pick. If you finish fifth, you get the second pick, sixth, third pick, and on down the line. You finish last, you mm. get the ninth pick. You don't get rewarded with the first pick because you may not have cared. Mm. But it keeps everybody right. involved so that you at least set your, your rosters. I like that. Right, and, um, yeah, I like it. So we came up with this, uh, well, I came up with it about, probably about 10 years ago or so. So uh, it's the way I think most leagues should run their, their leagues, to keep as many people involved as possible. You know, and generally in this league, it's all the same guys. I don't think we've had anybody new for at least a decade. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, if you don't want to pay attention, it's something. I'm not saying everybody still does. You know, some people mm-hmm. still have bear players on a deal in their lineups, but at least now you're paying a penalty for it. You know, right. you're not going to put it. You're not yeah. getting any points. Well, fine. Then you'll you'll pick ninth last year. If that's a, ninth uh, next year, if that's okay with you, mm-hmm. hey, good for you. Yeah, uh, it's great. To- the innovative way that you've, you've worked it out. And, and I have a buddy of mine, uh, you know, in his fantasy football league that and a lot of people do this, that, uh, you know, they'll uh, award the uh, the high score of the week. You know, so even the worst team could end we up, do that uh, too. you know, if, yeah, yeah, ha- having a good week and, you know, late in the season, if they're out of the playoff hunt, at least they have a chance of, you know, getting a little 
uh, you know, little uh, incentive for them to make a little bit of money or a little bit of their money back. Yeah, so. Same thing with us. We like I said, it's a, it, mm-hmm. our league doesn't go by a yearly fee. It's six dollars mm-hmm. per week. So you do six times mm-hmm. twenty six. That's one hundred fifty six bucks. That you, it, that's mm-hmm. the minimum you'll you'll pay. If you make no moves, you're paying 156 bucks. But everyone's making moves. So generally, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you over 200 dollars to play. Uh, but the winner of the week, dollar. The first, uh, I think the first five are a dollar. After that's five bucks. Mm-hmm. So you're all, everyone's making 50. You, you can do the math yourself. Everyone's doing making 12, sure. 15, 20, 30 moves at some point. So you you can easily spend just 150 dollars on moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, we uh, the winner of the week. It's a points league. So whoever gets the most points that week, Monday through Sunday, gets half the pot. You know, which mm-hmm. generally is at least thirty-six. Uh, it, you get at least thirty-six dollars because it's a mm-hmm. pot of seventy-two dollars before moves. You know, whatever moves are, are going to be put in there. But you, if you win the week, you get thirty-six bucks minimum. So you can you could right. sort, of, sort of pay off your fees by winning a couple of weeks there. So once again, sure. it keeps people interested. And it's a money league, so you're, it's competitive. It's not like you just uh, you know, no one wants to just hey, you have three hundred dollars for you. I, I don't care. Everyone cares. Yeah, so it, uh, you know, the, we've uh, like most leagues, we've evolved over time. This league's been going on, I think, since '89. You know, so it's been going on a long time, and we've uh, the rules have changed over the years. It's a custom league, so it's not like a lot. Of, as I said, it is a points league, uh, and we've added players, taken away other positions. Uh, I don't run it; it's not my league. It's my brother's league. He's the commissioner, and the Lord knows my brother is uh, as stubborn as all hell. As he's, I see, more than honestly admit, he hates change. You know, so it, it mm-hmm. takes a lot to get him to to change a rule here. So, but it, we, it's evolved where it's. A, I think it's a fun league, and I think money when you do it the way we do it. I want to say it doesn't be a lot of money, but when you add, add the money in and you add the uh, the draft pick uh, determination, the idea is I don't want people not to put lineups in. You know, I hate that. Or you know, when you have there's so many guys on a DL nowadays. Last thing you want is a team yeah. of four, par- four people on the DL in the starting lineup. I understand it happens at times. You could have 10 guys on the DL. But in this league, mm-hmm. we have unlimited DL slots. So you're not getting penalized for oh, that. Oh, wow. Yes, you have, mm-hmm. you have unlimited, but you, as soon as the guy's taken off the DL, you know, as soon as that, uh, that red DL is taken off the player's name, you need to release somebody. You can't wait till the lineup mm-hmm. period. You, no, you need to release somebody immediately. You know, that's how mm-hmm. we work that. And uh, I prefer that, by the way. I prefer unlimited DL. You know, I don't think we should ever have, be a limit, because especially in, in today's game. We have, you know, you have a paper cut. You're going on with the L. That's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, in today's with the baseball. ten day DL. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm in a life. I have leagues, Joe. I'm sure you must too. Most people do. Where I have way more guys on a DL than I have bench spots. So I've had to release players mm-hmm. if I want a full lineup. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. in my mind, that that's just silly. Why I I said it so many times. I don't understand why I'm going to get screwed three times. My player went on a DL, so now I have a weaker team. You know, and then I have to release him. That just sucks because I want to feel the full lineup. And now Joe Galina, who has, hey, he's got lucky. Nobody on the DL. Joe picks up that play. His team, his team just got stronger. I just got screwed three mm-hmm. times. You know, and there's nothing I could have done about it. So uh, I prefer unlimited DL slots. Yeah, and we mentioned this last week. I mean, very, uh, you should really pay attention to the players that get dropped because if you play in a lead like George just described, I mean, you might uh, get a gem. Adam Eaton got activated today, so someone had to be yeah. releasing your leagues. You know, mm-hmm. odds are uh, he came with the DL, so someone's got someone's going bye bye. You know, for Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, it was more interesting about that. Uh, I knew Eaton was getting activated. I was wondering who was going to lose playing time, and out of the mm-hmm. lineup today was Michael Taylor. That's what I expected. I didn't think it was going to be Soto. We know it was not going to be Bryce Harper. So it was either uh, Taylor <laughs> or Soto, and for today, Soto was in the lineup. Hmm. And, and Taylor, I mean, you know. He's stolen double-digit paces so far this year. Just can't hit his way out of a paper bag, right? That is the problem. I, mean, I I don't think Taylor's a bad player, you know, but I mm-hmm. think he is the fourth outfield. I think I think that's what he is. Period. Actually, he's a fourth outfielder mm-hmm. guy you like to have that's on your shame, roster. But I mean, the guy has a little pop too. I mean, you know, I expected him to develop a little. I mean, it looked like last year he was on his way. He put up some good numbers last year. He did. He was great uh, last year. Mm-hmm. 271, mm-hmm. Hit 19 bombs, mm-hmm. 53, stole 17 bases. He's already got 16 stolen bases this year. He, he might steal 40 mm-hmm. if he's playing full-time. But I don't think he's the player that Juan Soto is. And I think Soto needs right. to play. I think I think if you want to tail in your lineup, then you send Soto back down so he can play every mm-hmm. day. And I think go with the way how well Soto has played so far. You know, and granted, it's a small sample size, but really all baseball is mm-hmm. a small sample size. But the way Soto's come up, 
you know, in a pressure situation, Washington, you know, if they're in the hunt, he's batting 339. His OBP is 431. What do you, what do you want the guy to do? Just to prove he belongs here. You know, his OPS is over 1,000. I mean, once and that comes down, talking okay, about Robles talk as about the top uh, right. nationals, right? Nobody was talking about Soto. No one's really talking about Soto. You're right. In April, that's all we cared about. March and April was all Robles. He's going to start with the team. When can he mm-hmm. get called? When's he going to play? And uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying Soto's past him, by the way. I don't know if I believe that. But Soto's proven that he certainly deserves this. And this is another reason why, you know, Washington, they have the money, but I don't think they're going to re-sign Harper. I think Harper is leaving. And I think Soto and, for, to a lesser extent, Robles are the reason why. Uh, since we're talking about the Nationals, uh, uh, Steven Strasburg owners are uh, waiting uh, for the results of an MRI. Uh, he left his start on Friday night in the second inning uh, with uh, what they're calling right shoulder inflammation. And I think he's been dealing with something for the past couple of starts, but uh, came to a head where he had to leave the start yesterday. I mean, you know, he was a guy that I, I used to avoid, but I kind of gave him a little bit of I don't have any shares of him this year but if it had worked out I would have drafted him this year and I kind of thought that maybe he was starting to grow out of this uh, these uh, injury prone proneness that he's uh, exhibited throughout his career but it's a shame because I mean he's such a good pitcher just you know that he's going to spend at least a couple of weeks if not more on the DL every year yes and I think when you draft Strasburg you expect this what you're hoping Mm -hmm. for is that it's only a couple of weeks not a couple of months. And I think he, I think this is what ha- what's going to happen here. It's going to be a couple of weeks. They haven't placed him on the DL yet. I expect it to happen. Because once again, you place him on the DL, he's only really missing one start. Which, by the way, Joe, mm-hmm. that start would have been against would have been would have been against the Yankees. So, as the Yankee fans, mm-hmm. damn, I'll miss you. Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, he's probably because that's his next start is uh, Wednesday, and right now that start is uh, to to be TBA to be announced. Mm-hmm. So uh, I expect him to miss that start. I expect him to be placed on the DL. I think it's a smart move for Washington. Why take a chance? Uh, like I said, you can well, with the off days, you can finagle it where he really only misses one start if the information goes down right away and he's ready to pitch. I think you said it correctly. He's been dealing something with a couple of, for a couple of starts now because mm-hmm. we've heard things that no, oh, he's a you know he's not doing it. something's up. And now we know what it probably was. So you get this under control. As far as a major league team is concerned, I don't think there's anything wrong <laughs> with putting a guy on a deal midseason for a, give him a couple, give him a vacation. You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. it's pitchers. Body's not meant to throw overhand. Give him a couple of weeks off. You know, get that right. get the shoulder, the elbow, everything to calm down a little bit. You know, they still throw, of course. Not like they're gonna go on a beach for a couple of weeks. But you're not, uh, you know, the adrenaline's not flowing. You're not giving that extra oomph. That maybe pushes the shoulder a little bit. That's another reason why I expect Washington to put him on the DL because, hey, in the long run, probably the right thing to do here. This way you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, he just covered a little bit as far as now he'll be maybe be just a wee bit healthier for the uh, stretch run where you really want him, not to mention going into the playoffs, of, uh, of course. So, uh, like I said, I think this is in some ways good for everybody. He'll, he'll go, you know, he'll take a couple of weeks off. It'll, he'll feel better. He'll come back stronger. And you don't have to worry about him pitching through an injury, that which leads to a possible longer injury. So I think mm-hmm. this makes sense for Washington, assuming they do, they put him on a deal. They were still waiting for this. All right, now we haven't heard this uh, yet, but I expect it to happen. And Washington, you know, they're back in the first place. They're tied for first place now. You know, I guess by percentage points, they're ahead of Atlanta. So even losing him for two starts, ow, what's the worst thing that can happen? You go 0-2, not going to cost you the season. Right, I agree. Um, you write the closer report every Tuesday. I think it comes out for the Roto Experts. Uh, Uris uh, Familia, uh, we've been talking about him on the show, uh, and uh, he uh, went on the DL uh, retroactive to June 7th, uh, sore right shoulder. And uh, AJ Romas also uh, sidelined. And it uh, looks like uh, it's going to be Robert Giselman. What do you think? Uh, Robert Giselman uh, taking over the closer role? I mean, he has a couple of saves, I think, this season. Uh, we talked about how, uh, I think, in a couple of games, Familia and, and he kind of switched roles, right, where uh, Giselman came in in the ninth. It's going to be interesting. We've spoken about this also before, uh, whether or not Giselman could get it done. I mean, because there's a, a closer mentality. 
Yeah, uh, everything you said is true. Uh, Familiar just said, you know, I, they don't think it's a long-term thing. More of a uh, Mets playing the cautious route here. Hmm, go Mets. Mm -hmm. Generally what they don't do, right? They take chances here. But that Familiar's out. Uh, I do think he, he's just closer again once he returns. But if Gaselman's lights out, you know, maybe there's room to a wiggle room here for the Mets. But, you know, they're, they're in a commercial we keep open. We keep here. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's yeah. been a dumpster fire. Yeah. And it just got weaker. Yeah. Because really, yeah. I mean, Gaselman as the closer weakens it because, I'll say it again, ninth inning, what are you facing the seven, eight, nine batters where the game's really determined in the eighth or the seventh? You don't have Gaselman anymore. And now Seth Lugo is starting for Syndergaard. So your bullpen mm -hmm. just got a lot weaker. You know, so the Mets, Mets have some problems. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a newsflash there for anybody. Mets have some severe issues here. Gaselman, listen, every save matters. You know, the Mets may be terrible. I don't think he's going to be the full-time closer upon Familia's return. I'm not spending more than a couple of bucks in fab tomorrow night. You know, not mm -hmm. at all. I don't think that's worth it. I think that would be a little silly. Uh, but like I said, if you need saves, I'll put a dollar, a buck or two. Or but be very well aware that you may have to release him once he comes back. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I was, is, is it worth it for you? Yeah, I was lucky. I was holding on to Giselman uh, just as a, as a guy who, you know, like a middle reliever who could get you some, some strikeouts in a 15-team in a league, you know, deep league. And, you know, here and there, like I said, he got a couple of saves this week. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll have a closer for a week and a half or something, you know. So uh, lucky me. <laughs> um, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Giants' close situation. Uh, if you have an update about the Tampa Bay Rays' close situation, uh, we'll talk about some hot and cold players in fantasy baseball. We'll be back with lots more. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-84. 843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. And do you want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game? Well, go to DailyRoto.com. That's DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. There you'll find a link to a free DFS baseball contest every day. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 patients each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help and play in free DFS contests with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. Just go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. And uh, thank you for uh, spending part of your weekend with us. Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina and George Kurtz. And, uh, George, we were talking a little uh, closer uh, news, and you write the closer report for the Roto Experts that uh, gets pub published every every Tuesday. Uh, so what's going on in San Francisco? Mark Melanson comes off of the DL. And uh, what does this mean for Hunter Strickland? I mean, is it Hunter Strickland's job, you think, to lose? Uh, 
Strickland really, I haven't seen him. I was just checking his game log. He hasn't pitched, I think, since the sixth. And uh, last night, uh, Melanza came in for a hold. But uh, what are we thinking long term? Does this uh, job go back to Mark Melanson? I have to think it does. You know, I think they're mm-hmm. working Melanson back into uh, the role. Not that Strickland's done anything that would really necessitate this because he hasn't, but 15.5 million. That's mm-hmm. how much Melanson is making per year, <laughs> right? You're not paying that to a uh, to you know an eighth inning guy, especially not one who's failed. Yeah, he fail he mm-hmm. failed last year, but if he, if he failed, he hasn't pitched this year, right? If he failed this year, this would be different. But he hasn't failed this year, not yet. Mm-hmm. You know, do I think Strickland might be the better pitcher at this point? Uh, we can make this argument. You know, we can certainly make this argument. I don't know if I'd uh, fight fight you hard, uh, mm-hmm. but I think Melanson will get the role back. I think it's just a matter of time. You know, whether it's uh, I mean, right now Melanson's made three appearances since being activated off the DL. Gave up his first run last night. His first hits were last night uh, versus Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I do think he's going to get the job back. So I think uh, Hunter Strickland owners, sorry, you know, I think you're living on borrowed time here, and mm-hmm. that's a problem in weekly lineups. Because man, right now I'm still inclined to use Strickland next week, you know, because uh, it's closer. But he you can he can lose that job Wednesday, Thursday. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But you look at his numbers. I mean, Strickland 2.25 ERA, 1.14 WHIP, striking out about and a batter per inning. You know, hasn't given up a run since May 28th. Uh, I mean, these are all numbers you want here, but in the mm-hmm. end, I think it's it's because he's uh, is making more money. Right. Um, any clarity in the uh, Tampa Bay Rays bullpen uh, in terms of closer situation? No, nothing's really changed there. I mean, uh, it, if I had to pick one, it would be Jose Alvarado, but they're not mm-hmm. winning any games. Or it's not, no games where they need a closer. Sergio Romo got a uh, save last week, but he's still being used as a starter every now and then for that inning. So it, it's really it's all up in the air here. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I will take Alvarado, but I say that with no, and I mean no, amount of confidence whatsoever. Uh, Fab-wise, mm-hmm. it really comes down to how desperate you are if you're still available. Uh, I don't, And I don't think Alvarado's great, by the way. Uh, but I just think he's the best of what they have. Uh, so Alvarado's the man, but fab-wise, uh, a couple of bucks, nothing big. Mm. And uh, Blue Jay situation as well, right? In terms of, uh, you know, no one really uh, separating themselves at this stage, right? No, Clipper got the first shot at it, but he was a disaster. Uh, he eventually was a disaster. We knew that was coming. Uh, Tapere mm-hmm. is now the guy. I'm a little surprised Seung Juan Ho hasn't gotten a better, more of a shot. You know, they haven't used him in the in the role yet. I did think Tapera was going to be the guy when, uh, you know, all this, uh, all this crap with the Sooner first happened. Uh, and once again, mm-hmm. Asuna, he's pretty much on indefinite administrative leave. They keep saying it's it just a week. just keeps on getting extended, extended, yeah. Right. You know, baseball doesn't want a Ray Rice situation where they came back and, you know, all this other crap happened. Ezekiel Elliott and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So baseball is trying to save themselves the black eye. Uh, Tapera is, once again, nothing truly exciting. But he is your closer right now. Uh, Tampa's mm-hmm. got oh, Tampa. Uh, Toronto has plenty of issues. You know, uh, they're not going to win a ton of games either. And he's another guy. I don't want to spend a lot of money on uh, getting him. Uh, he's 30 years old, veteran pitcher. <sighs> it's a couple of dollars, in fact. You need saves. You're, you, uh, you're desperate. A couple of dollars. I would rather have Tapera than Alvarado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it is interesting. Uh, you figure that maybe O would have given gotten uh, one of the first shots. I mean, he was a closer for a little while till he uh, kind of imploded, lost the job in St. Louis. But yeah, you know, uh, I'm surprised he wasn't given an opportunity to win that job. But uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, any other situations we should be aware of, or at this stage, uh, it's just just a, a moving. You know, any. any uh, Bullpens that, uh, we, you know, we should keep our eyes on. Joe, there's always bullpen news. That's why that's why this column, this column was never dull. You know, uh, this mm. year, I think this year has been worse than uh, past years. Because there were times, uh, you know, I mean, I'm like, oh, God, there's no one to write about this week. There are only a couple teams. I've been writing 9-10 every week. <laughs> so this, this year has been, it's been wild uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, Brad Brock, his days are numbered. Zach Britton should be back this week, no later than next week. Now, I don't know if they're going to throw Britton immediately into the closer role, but this is like, uh, we talked about Chris Archer earlier, the starting pitcher. The whole goal for Britton is to show he's healthy, close out some games, trade him by July 31st. That's it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I, I don't know if Angels is going to pull a trigger on uh, Manny Machado. I can see him being stubborn and keeping him. But Britton, I'd be shocked if he's not dealt. And if he can prove himself healthy, left-handed reliever, throws hard, he'll have value. So I expect him to be moved. Chicago's playing rotating closers again. Now it seems to be Soria over Nate Jones. Jones had a rough outing or two. Really, who, who knows there? Uh, not that once against the White Sox. How many games are they going to miss anyway? Andrew Miller is going to have a bullpen session on Monday. Could be back in the uh, Cleveland bullpen later next week. Uh, once again, that's for if you have him to, uh, to protect your ratios. Although he's not having a great year anyway. But uh, Cody Allen back next week. Houston, it's Ken Giles. But listen, that, that's, a, that's a tough situation. Just, it seems like just when you trust Giles, he, he gets mm-hmm. bombed. He has a bad outing or two. So I understand Fantasy owners' frustration with him, I'm right there with you. Uh, close that's going to be dealt, Kelvin Herrera, just like Zach Britton. Just a matter of time until he goes away. He's going to get dealt. Blake Parker, Los Angeles Angels, he's the guy I want now as the closer for the Angels. And he's available in a lot of leagues. So if you're looking for a closer, make sure Parker's taken in your league. Uh, he, I'm not going to say he's going to have the job for the rest of the season. I don't trust Mike Socher as far as I can bowl him. But... Parker right now, and he's picking up some saves. He's the guy you want to look at. Brad Ziegler's out. Kyle Barraclough's in. If Barraclough fumbles, then it'll be Drew Steckenrider who could get that job, but we'll be waiting on that. We already talked about the Mets and uh, their uh, disaster. I have to think it's only a matter of time until Sir Anthony Dominguez, love that name, uh, gets the, cl- uh, the closer job in Philadelphia. He is by far their best reliever. He's better than Hector Neres. He's better than Udebre Ramos. Ramos. It should be just a matter of time. It really should be. Yeah. But uh, it may be a situation, and I don't blame Gabe Kapler for this, where he prefers to have Sir Anthony pitch multiple innings or multi- more than three outs. They can get five outs for you rather than just get the three and pitch it home into the ninth. Maybe that's what's holding him back, and I don't blame him for that. There was some talk that yeah. Felipe Vasquez could lose his job uh, as the Pittsburgh closer. The problem is they really don't have anybody else to take over the job even if he uh, wasn't pitching well. Uh, and manager Clint Hurdle said, don't worry about it, not happening. Uh, Greg Holland's on a DL, so Bud Norris is safe. Not that Norris really has, should have to worry about Holland anyway. This goes Holland's. This is a little different than San Fran. When Holland comes back, I think he has to prove he can pitch before he can any, mm. be anywhere near a threat to close him on ninth inning. He's been a disaster from day one. Brad Hand, another reliever I expect to get dealt uh, this season. Problem is, he walks a lot of guys. Puts a lot of people on base. He's not going to be a closer for a contending team. Pretty seventh inning, eighth inning guy. We already talked about San Fran. We already talked about Tampa. We already talked about Toronto. So there's all your news there. Closer report, which, as you said, I write each Tuesday for other experts, and generally it's published before first game Tuesday night. There you go. And uh, you mentioned Sir Anthony, and I, I just brought him up because I like his name as well. So I like to say his name, Sir Anthony. <laughs> but uh, he's Great, available. Isn't it, sir? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez available in 50, 55% of CBS Sports League. So uh, I think he's a guy you claim, even if he's not closing, yeah. by the way. He can protect mm-hmm. your ratios, and I think he's going to get saves. So Sir Anthony there Dominguez, I mean, I would much rather have someone like him, Joe, over mm-hmm. these fourth, fifth stars you have that are crushing your ear right, but maybe you get a W every now and then. If you need saves, mm-hmm. you want to protect your ratios. This guy's going to strike out batters, too, because he's going to pitch those multiple innings or multiple uh, more, more than one inning, I should say. I shouldn't say multiple innings, but more than one inning. Sir Anthony is someone I think should be picked up in a hell of a lot more than 47% of leagues. There you go. Um, you are a busy writer because then on Wednesdays you come out with the who's hot and who's not in fantasy baseball. Uh, and let's try to incorporate some of what you wrote into uh, our discussion on maybe uh, players to target in trades, maybe uh, s- some players to pick up off the waiver wire uh, as uh, our listeners work the waiver wire. Uh, one guy that you mentioned as being uh, a hot uh, players, uh, David Peralta coming into this weekend, 264 batting average, 11 home runs, some nice pop, 28 runs batted in. Uh, I love him in a 15-teamer, uh, but he could be a short to moderate-term uh, solution to your outfield problem, even in a 12-team league. I mean, uh, even put him in your utility spot. I mean, uh, baseball savant, you know, they come up with their, uh, you know, uh, expected batting averages and expected stats they think his peripheral stats aren't going to change much which is good because he's he's got some pretty good ones right uh, kind of an under the radar guy yeah i think he's the definition of the hot player so you draw you know mm-hmm. you pick him up now while he's playing while you plug him into your lineup he's a guy you may want to drop in two to three weeks but at the very least he gives you depth you know he, his job security is pretty strong right now i'm worried about the mm-hmm. aj pollock you know, I think with the moves you saw Arizona make this week, they acquired John Jay. 
Uh, mm -hmm. That seems to me thinking that maybe Pollock's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, Steven Souza. Which would surprise Sousa. me. <laughs> Based on his history. I know, right? Newsworthy. <laughs> Pollock Hart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd be a little worried here if I'm a Pollock owner that maybe, you know, I was really thinking he could come back later this month. Maybe he's behind schedule. It could be Souza that he's posed behind schedule. Mm -hmm. Maybe both guys. And that's why they made this deal. But uh, I think the way Peralta's playing right now, he would need both guys to come back to lose, uh, you know, to not have everyday playing time. So I think Peralta's safe. I like what he's doing. So I don't think he's a guy, even when he's not hot, I don't think he's a guy you drop. You may put him on your bench, mm -hmm. but you don't drop him. Uh, this guy uh, that we'll talk about next is a guy that you're not going to drop, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you could buy him low, but uh, based on what you said in the article, I'm not even 100% sure. I mean, uh, talking Endor and Ciarte, outfielder for the Braves, started out like a house of fire, right, stealing bases all over the place. I mean, and, uh, there was a write-up uh, that over the um, offseason he was working on trying to utilize his speed more coming in but uh you mentioned then uh, i love the insight that uh since may 20th there was a change in his production uh, some kind of a, a you thought it was a lingering injury and i, I checked it out since may 20th which is last 18 games batting 171 no stolen bases yeah it's it's not the batting that concerns he crashed to the wall uh, that's mm -hmm. what happened uh, in that game uh i think he came out of the game <laughs> if i remember correctly it was about the sixth inning and since then mm -hmm. It's, he's not even trying to steal. You know, I think he's had two attempts, and his game mm -hmm. is stealing bases. He has speed. Yes. You know, he only has two attempts. He's had no attempts in June. All right, this mm -hmm. reeks of something's wrong with his legs. Where he's, he's, mm -hmm. He can play, but uh, pushing off maybe or slot, whatever it might be, something's bothering him here. Now, you mentioned also it could be just, he's just in a slump. He's not getting on base. You know, mm -hmm. maybe that's the issue there, and it's certainly true. But to me, one is sort of leading to the other. Where he can still field, but he can't. You know, he, he just can't can't steal, can't hit right now. I wonder if Acuna was healthy, if he'd be sitting down in CRT. You know, if he, if he maybe he'd be on the DL, or maybe he just wouldn't be playing as much. I think something's up here. I'm glad you brought up Acuna because I want to talk about him. But um, so. If someone came to you and, and tried to trade in Ciarte, I mean, obviously it would depend who they asked for on your team, but uh, would you consider it or would you not because you, you're worried about maybe him uh, needing a stint on the DL? I have in Ciarte on so many of my teams. He's a player I targeted during the uh, during the mm -hmm. drafts, mainly because he's the player I don't draft for stolen bases. You know, I, I rarely do. So I'm not drafting a D Gordon, Billy Hamilton, anybody like that. But I like, I like a player like Inciarte who can sort of, you know, I need outfielders. Well, we all need outfielders. You need five of them. And he steals bases. Sure. And his average, average generally not going to crush you. This year's a little different. So uh, if he's not stealing bases to me right now, he has no value. So I wouldn't want him. Mm -hmm. Because right, right now, I, I truly believe something is up. Now, maybe it, it heals. Maybe it's something he could, that'll heal while he's playing. You know, I mean, it could be plantar fasciitis for all we know. Any of this, you know, I just think something's up here. You know, where I mean, maybe he has a bone bruise from crashing into the wall. We don't know, and Atlanta's not telling mm -hmm. us. But uh, either he's just in a slump, and this is all a coincidence, or he got hurt when he crashed into that wall. Because this has all happened since he crashed into that wall. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's just tired. He doesn't want to run anymore. I don't want to run anymore either. But then again, no one's paying millions of dollars to run. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, Ronald Acuna. Um, and word has it that maybe he might be ready to come back mid-June. They're talking about uh, maybe uh, the June 14th series against the Padres. Uh, started out like a house of fire, kind of cooled off a little bit. But overall numbers, 265, five home runs, 13 runs better than um, his last 15 games before he went on the DL was batting 237, and he has an ACL sprain that he's dealing with. I mean, that kind of worries me in terms of maybe trying to trade for him, but uh, what, what, what do you think about his um, his future you know, for the season? I mean, is he a guy that you might want to try to target now before he comes back and, and plays to the uh, the high level again, or are you worried that maybe he comes back and then you know, re-aggravates that, uh, that ACL sprain? Uh, I'd want to move him if I could, because I think with the mm -hmm. injury, the rookie so had to make it. You're a seller, not a buyer. I'm mm -hmm. a seller. I'm a seller on Acuna. Mm -hmm. I think the talent is there. Long term, he's gonna be a great player. But for the yeah. rest of this season, I, I think I'd rather go with a veteran that I trust more. Uh, the problem is, you know, the injury kills that. 
you already mentioned he wasn't mm-hmm. playing that well before the injury anyway. Now he's hurt, so you right. can't sell him now anyway. You're going to need him to come back and play well. And you don't know if you're going to get that. You try and sell him right now, you're probably getting 75 cents on the dollar. And I don't think I'm doing that unless I'm getting somebody who's going to be a category guy for me, cover that category. If not, I want to hold on to Acuna, see if he does come back and plays well again, then I can move him. But I do want to move him, yes. Mm. You know, another guy as we head to commercial that's really cooled off for the Braves but still has great numbers, 14 home runs at 35, runs better than six stolen bases, is Ozzie Albies. Uh, over the past, uh, I think it's over the past two weeks, batting 180, but his batting average is kind of plummeted down, batting, batting about 257. So, I mean, look, you know, these young players, pitchers are going to adjust, but uh, still like Albies, though. But when we come back, more hot or not players, uh, maybe trade targets, free agent pickups, you got it here listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your folks might understand you by and by. Just move on. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joglina along with George Kurtz. And, uh, George, uh, let's take a look at uh, some of uh, the uh, players that might be available for our listeners on the waiver wire. Um, Brian Anderson eligible at third and in the outfield for the Marlins owned in 28% of leagues, batting 304, 30 runs, 32 runs batted in. Uh, the home runs, I thought I thought this guy would hit for a little bit more power, but so far just three home runs on the season, a couple of uh, stolen bases. But the uh, the multi-position eligibility maybe uh, and the, uh, the batting average he's been hot as of late uh, might make him uh, someone that our listeners might want to target in deeper leagues. Yeah, you're probably talking about either an NL-only league or a 15-team league. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not offering you much. He's just not offering you much. It's the average you're looking for mm-hmm. there, and he's not going to bring that up uh, a ton of points either. So I would pass, but once again, I'm thinking more, uh, you know, your traditional leagues, 12 teams, 10 teams, in which case I'm not mm-hmm. really interested at all. We talked a little bit about Lance Lynn last week. Um and I get it. I mean, you know, the move from the NL to the AL, you're not crazy about it, but still owned in just 39% of, of leagues. Another good start on Friday. Uh, when, when you look at this guy's career, and I know it's in the NL and uh, pitched his career for the uh, for the Cardinals, never had an ERA above 3.97. Uh, you know, he got off to a real slow start, but then again, he didn't have a spring training, one of these pitchers that got signed late. Last four starts, 3-1, and one, 1.46 ERA, 1.14 whip. Uh, has given up three or fewer runs in six of his last seven. Uh, warming up to him a little bit or still, you know, a little apprehensive? No, I'm warming up. You know, I think uh, players mm-hmm. trade. Uh, I shouldn't, he wasn't traded, but players are signed with the other league. I do wonder yeah. sometimes if it takes them an adjustment period. And maybe he's mm-hmm. adjusted now. You brought up all the relevant numbers. I was going to go last six games where he has a 3.06 uh, ERA. So you can go mm-hmm. further than that. Once again, the numbers <laughs> are there. Striking out about, right. a batter, uh, uh, about a batter per inning. So he's doing everything mm-hmm. you could want to do. So uh, I'm on board here. And he, what's, when you look at the numbers, you know, he's faced the Angels here, the Indians. Decent hitting teams here. It's not like he's facing mm-hmm. a whole bunch of bad, uh, bad hitting teams. So... I'm interested. I expect that number to climb. I think the number was higher at the beginning of the season. Then it dropped when he was saw didn't pitch well, and now it's going to go back mm-hmm. up again. Right. Uh, how about Frankie Montes, uh, a starting pitcher? Uh, three starts so far this season: three and zero, one point two five ERA, point eight eight WHIP. Owned in thirty nine percent of CBS Sports leagues. Uh, he's been with the uh, 
Red Sox, the White Sox, the Dodgers uh, organization. Uh, you know, A's, we've talked about good pitchers park. Is he someone that uh, you might be uh, interested in based on, I mean, I know it's a small sample size, but like you said before, <laughs> everything's pretty much a small sample size uh, so far this season in baseball. It is. And when you talk about baseball, every, mm-hmm. everything is a small sample size. So it's funny how mm-hmm. when the, uh, we talk about this, there's never a big enough sample size. By the time it's a big enough sample size, the season's over. And even some people mm-hmm. argue that it's a small sample size. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you said all the relevant numbers here. He's pitching well. Mm-hmm. right? Looks good. It was once a, uh, a touted prospect, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Pitches in a pitch, pitches ballpark in Oakland. They can hit. Right? So score some runs for the man. You know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested. I am interested. You know, Cahill missed his start today, uh, but was scratched from his start. So uh, some curiosity. Is it an injury? Is he a uh, possible trade mm-hmm. there? I did mention him earlier. So, uh, but yes, uh, bottom line is I'm interested in, uh, in Montaz. I understand it mm-hmm. could be, a, you know, a fly-by-night sort of thing where he's, he doesn't pitch well or he does gets taken out of the rotation. None of this would shock me. Uh, but mm-hmm. I like what I'm seeing here. So Montaz is somebody... I'd probably upside. I'm on upside. I'm probably going for Montas. I'll take my chances here. I am going to have to worry somewhat, though. You know, is there going to be an innings limit coming? You know, I only threw mm-hmm. 61 innings last year. 61. Good point. You know, Very is, good point. Yeah. You know, is already at 68 this season. So, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, we never know what an organization is thinking. You know, what's the old uh, whatever rule? of you know, 40 innings above? That only give about six more starts. And then he's done. Mm-hmm. Or is it 125? Any, I, you, don't, you don't know. That's the bottom line. Is. But I'm still willing to take a chance on Montas. Just because, you know what? If, if it's six really good starts, I'll take it. And then I'll worry about, you know, pretty much mid-July on from mid-July on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you talk fly-by-night. I mean, fantasy sports is, is full of uh, players and uh, you know who basically uh, – with knee-jerk reactions to, uh, you know, recency bias and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, Sam Gaviglio, uh, he's with, like, I noticed he's one of the uh, top in, in roster trends. Why? Because he's coming off seven shutout innings against the Yankees. I mean, uh, 28-year-old guy, right? Uh, taking a long time to make it to the bigs. I mean, uh, you know, the, I mean, is he, uh, to me, he's kind of like a, a fly-by-night kind of guy. No interest, really, on my part. I agree with you. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. sooner or later, that's like uh, what the clocks are strike midnight. <laughs> you know, devil's yeah. gonna collect the soul, and away that goes. Uh, pitched pretty well against the Yankees the other day, but that's a lot of starts in the American League East as well. You know, Yankees mm-hmm. again, Boston, uh, Baltimore can hit. Uh, no, I, I don't think I'd ever have the guts, I'd have to be desperate. Once again, 10 12 mm-hmm. team league, I gotta assume I can do better. Mm-hmm. And Clay Buckholz, we spoke about him last week when we spoke oh, about him. God, he was only no. old in not- he was only what's the matter? No, he was only only nine percent of leagues uh, last week. Now he's only fifty five percent. Another good start this Wednesday. Six innings pitched. Uh, uh, you know, uh, one point eight eight ERA, point eight three WHIP. No interest at all, huh? Yeah, he's made four starts. Three of them against uh, are against teams that can't hit: Mets, Miami, and San Fran. <laughs> You know, they, hey, you they play know, who's you, in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I, I know. Uh, the one start uh, was one start against, against Oakland, a team that I think can't hit. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You know, I said no as a joke. Uh, but, yes, I think you have to consider him. He's had success in the past, knows how to pitch. De- I think he's dealt with injuries the past couple, of, a lot of the past couple of years. He is 33 mm-hmm. years old, so he's not a spring chicken at all. He'll be 34 in a couple of months. Uh, but he's someone mm-hmm. you're going to have to look at. And, uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, you think Clay Buckholz pitching in Arizona. You know, the, maybe the humidor is going to help him out there, too. All right. All right. You convinced me. <laughs> Some of these guys just never die, though, right? I mean, who would ever think that we'd be talking Clay Buckholz on a fantasy show anymore? Oh, I, I agree. I, I didn't even know he was still around <laughs> anymore until you, all of a sudden you heard him come back a couple of weeks ago. I was like, what the hell? You know, it's, hey, it's Stephen like Wright's a thing. Stephen Wright is a thing. Not not going there either. I'll take the comic before I take the <laughs> <No>. picture. <laughs> right. He was good. He still good. I, I've seen uh, some of his YouTube stuff uh, fairly recently. Hey, an NL only guy that uh, is really hot uh, lately, uh, just maybe as a filler as an NL guy, uh, NL only guy, uh, uh, Derek Dietrich, believe it or not, uh, owned in 25% of leagues. Overall, 284 batting average, seven home runs, 23 runs batted in. Uh, since May 11th, 384 batting average, four home runs, 13 runs batted in. Strike while the iron's hot. 
Uh, he's done. We we've talked about him in the past. I don't know we, but me and you, but fantasy wise, he's had some value in the mm-hmm. past. He has seven mm-hmm. home runs, so he's on pace for 20-plus. The one guy who is hitting in that Miami lineup. Batting 284. Mm-hmm. He's not hurting you anywhere. You know, well, he's not helping mm-hmm. you stolen bases. Uh, but that's not what we expected from him. Third base is fairly deep. Maybe a corner infield with DH. Uh, someone I don't mind having on my roster. That's the bottom line here. I may not st- start him week in and week out. He may be a bench player this week. He's a mat- matchup play for me. If I like who he's playing mm-hmm. this week or he has more games than uh, some of my other players, he could be in there. But he's not an automatic mm-hmm. start, no. Right. Uh, what about the Reds outfield? Uh, first of all, what are you thinking about uh, Billy Hamilton? Do you think that that he remains a starter? I mean, the guy just can't hit. He's just a one. He's a one-hit wonder, and he's not even doing that well anymore. He's got, I think, ten, last I looked, uh, ten stolen bases. Can't get on base, uh, and that's what you really draft him for. I mean. It is. That's not what you. That's the only reason you drafted him for. What's the old saying? <laughs> you can't steal first base. You know mm-hmm. he's at a two eighty three OBP. Now keep in mind that they the Reds wanted to trade him during the offseason. I think they had a deal worked out with the Giants. The owner nixed it. You mm-hmm. know see he likes Hamilton. Uh, that's proven to be a big mistake. He's about one ninety one two eighty three. Yeah, I mean. What are you doing? I mean, even if you kept them on your roster because all stolen bases are valuable, and they are in this day and age, can you take the mm-hmm. average hit? He's destroying your average. And right now, I can't see that being worth it unless you have a, you know, a couple of 300 hitters, which great that maybe you, mm-hmm. maybe you have Jose Altuve and you can you offset it with him. But uh, I can't think it's worth it right now. I'm not keeping him on my, uh, on my roster. No way. You know, mm-hmm. so but I, tell- uh, I, I, can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it, Joe. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, one guy that really has been hot for uh, the Reds and, you know, kind of stayed away from the Reds outfield because of what they had said at the start of the season that they were going to you know, use a four-man rotation in their outfield. But uh, a guy that looks like he's really heating up and is going to be playing just about every day is Scott Schebler, owned in 40% of CBS Sports Leagues. When you look at his overall numbers, I mean, first of all, last year, 30 home runs. I mean, I know that he went along with a 233 batting average, but uh, what he's doing right now, overall 291 batting average, eight home runs, 23 runs batted in. Got a pretty good uh, on-base percentage of 359, and uh, he's batting 400 over his past 12 games. Well, see, that's what's, uh, what's so bad about Hamilton, for what I'm going to say about Trebler. All outfielders have value because we start so many of them. So the fact that I can't mm-hmm. start Hamilton lets you know how bad a season he's having. Because, yes, I think Shevler right. should be picked up. You know, most of us mm-hmm. have problems, either in our starting outfield or we don't, we don't have any depth. You know, maybe you don't. Maybe you have a bad DH, or you don't have any 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 kind of outfielders on your bench, and that's where Shevler, mm-hmm. at the very least, should be. Even if you can't start him, bench wise, he's fine. Yep. Um, just you know, since this is a hot and not segment, <laughs> what about Paul Goldschmidt? I mean, uh, you see what he's doing the past couple of weeks, batting four twenty five. Yeah, I mean, he's he's being uh, Paul Goldschmidt again. Yeah, I think he's 10 for his last 14, if I heard correctly. You know, so he, yeah. he's hot. You know, he's figured it out. So you weren't <laughs> getting rid of him anyway. But I think right. now the question is this. Should you trade him? All right, he's mm-hmm. rebuilt his value now, right? So now you might be able to get mm-hmm. uh, good value for him. Should you trade him? Should you move mm-hmm. on now that this is uh, uh, happening? Uh, and what's your answer? Dangle I want to see, what, see, what, what, see what you get. Absolutely dangle him. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you mm-hmm. should because I think something was up mm-hmm. with Goldsmith. I think there might have been an injury that we didn't know about. You know, and that's, well, mm-hmm. that's why the, there was poor performance there. And maybe he's over that injury now, and now he's going to be Goldschmidt. You know, so that that's, mm-hmm. was always my theory there. But I want to see what, what else is out there. I always do, right? I always want to see mm-hmm. what else is out there. So uh, I'll dangle him, but he's not a must-move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Benintendi's been on fire, right? Uh, up until April 30th, he looked like he was going to be a second-year bust, was batting 242 with one home run. Since May 1st, 336 batting average, 10 home runs, five stolen bases. Uh, suppose he made some tweaks to his swing, uh, the way he holds his hands, holding him a little lower. Suppose he opened up his swing a bit, uh, added a bigger leg kick. And this guy is just, yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I own one share of him. Once In the league where I got him, once I saw Christian Yelich go, I immediately went after uh, Benintendi. And uh, yeah, Yelich has been pretty good as well. But you know, I don't think he's going to turn into that bonafide 30, 35 home run guy that some people were expecting just because he moved over to Milwaukee. I mean, uh, still a nice player for Yelich, but b- both these guys are insane. Uh, but Benintendi's just been on fire lately. 
Ben Hay looks great. I mean, it looks absolutely mm-hmm. great. I got a question in the uh, in our Slack chat room for Roto Experts about uh, would they trade Benetton for Stanton? This was about ten days ago, and uh, my answer was pretty simple. Unless you the home runs, I want Benetton. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be better? Uh, Stanton, uh, not all that worried about. Stanton. And if you're, if you're taking it and you really notice, Stanton has changed his stance. He has such a close stance, and he changed it some day in the truck. Way back to his normal stance, but for anyway, it's not quite as close. It looks like he's hitting his stance, so maybe he's going to take off now that he's done that. But he has changed his stance there. But the bottom line is still, uh, I'd rather have been up the overall numbers. Yeah, assuming you can take, you know, you'll lose 15 months. That would shock me if Stanton takes off. So it just comes down to how many home runs uh, are you are you want to take here. But Ben is the player I'd want more. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, like, you, like you said, uh, Ben Attendi gives you more balance. I mean, he helps you in more categories. And, uh, you know, I just go back to what Peter Gavitz had said about him before the start of last season, just, you know, watching him play and not even watching, but listening to him, the the, the sound that the ball makes when it comes off of Benintendi hat. So, I mean, the Cannons knows this stuff. So, uh, I think I'd rather have Benintendi as well uh, over uh, being Paulo Stanton. But, uh, yeah. Um, what are we thinking? Uh, are you a buyer or a seller of a guy like a CJ Crone? CJ Crone uh, right now, 257, 14 home runs, 35 runs better than in 61 games. Uh, not a guy that you can get off the waiver wire, mostly anymore, 75% on. Uh, but if you look at it, I mean, the numbers are nice, but uh, the batting average has uh, kind of gone down over the past month. He's batting 222. Uh, do you take the, the, the power numbers, or do you say, hey, you know what? It's been a nice run. Let me see you know, what I can get for him. Listen, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing what I can get for him. He's going to be home once he plays against the Rays. He's probably going to play like they have a ton of players there. But I think the batting average, uh, he's batting 257 right now. I think it's going to continue to go down. So once again, can you take that? It's sort of the same thing we just talked about. Do you want the power or do you want the average? Do you want to protect your average? Because he's going to drag your average down. But if you need power, I'm willing to live with it and see what happens here. But I'm certainly worried that, you know, CJ Crone's going to continue to uh, struggle afterwards. He's got four performance now. I think if he stays uh, healthy and uh, has a full-time job, he finishes uh, over the third. Day. I have very little doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking with the Rays as we close out the show, uh, Jake Powers was called up this week. Uh, outfield eligible, but he's played a bunch of time at first base. Hey, if the Rays decide to move the guy we were just talking about, CJ Crone, uh, maybe back to the end of the play for the Rays. For the Rays. They're coming into Saturday's action over eight, but the guy's got some pop. Uh, he, uh, stolen 10 bases, 52 AAA games this season, 20 stolen bases last season, 10 the season before. So it's not often, obviously, the first base that, that comes to mind that, that steals bases is too. Uh, you got Will, Will Myers and Goldsmith, right? But uh, any interest in Jake Powers? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. Uh, he does, like, if the comparison would be Goldsmith as far as the first place, I still basis. doesn't have Goldsmith's pop. Uh, no. I mean, listen, not as much. I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of that. Where I think as a get him, I understand it's a problem. They got called up. Yeah. Uh, 10 team league, no. 12 team league. <clears throat> put him on your bench or maybe a corner field, D8 slot, depending on what you have there. Sure. Just see what's happening there. But he's not someone. The bottom line is for me, he's not someone going to break my fad. Sports Radio Network. Before we get to this campaign next week.